counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in a Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags and Wags. Our voices are a little raspy because the Packers just won a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we were live in person, so that's the other reason our voices are a little raspy. It, for this week, it wasn't for yelling at the TV and startling our neighbors. It was trying to contribute to that crowd noise uh, and uh, bring home a big victory. So, Dane, I am super happy. We said it a number of times last night, but that made our drive back in the snow to Madison a lot better uh, for it to come after our Packer win. Oh, man, you're not kidding. I mean, to talk about just the, it was it was totally worth it. And legs, uh, I don't think I'm going too far uh, to say that, for me, that game in person was one of the most satisfying wins I've ever seen in my entire life as a Packer fan. Uh, to beat Seattle, to be up, but then to get into a game that Seattle likes to, to get into and get close to a win, and for the Packers' defense to shut them down. And as we thought might happen, the Packers got the ball back, and they didn't give it back to Seattle, uh, thanks to uh, Devontae Adams, thanks to that great offensive line, and, of course, thanks to Aaron Rodgers, who played – in my opinion, perhaps his best game of, of the season so far. He was phenomenal last night. Yeah, I can't really disagree. I mean, statistically, certainly that Oakland game would probably disagree. But just in terms of the number of clutch plays and what the stage was, uh, I, I am not going to quibble with that at all. I, in fact, I um, just from my feeling and my gut feeling and the eye test after the game, I really felt the same way. So, uh, Dane, I think we're going to try to keep this pretty short in terms of a recap, but, uh, let's, uh, let's dive in a little bit and kind of give everyone, um, kind of the, the feelings that we had as we, um, you know, uh, went through that game in person. Uh, certainly, uh, it's, it's always interesting to be there in person and you're relying on sometimes people at home to tell you what's going on at times just because uh, you're not getting the uh, uh, live updates, especially with uh, everything that was going on with the uh, reviews and, and the officiating. So um, going into the game, though, when we were walking in, I think both of us, I, you, I don't want to speak for you, Dane, but I said I just had a gut feeling. I had a really – I felt good, um, and I, I think – we matched up pretty well with this Seahawks team. The the one thing I think both of us were definitely concerned about, and uh, for good reason as it turned out, was what Russell Wilson might be able to do to us. And um, I was not feeling overly confident, even when we were up twenty one to three and twenty eight to ten later in that game, that Russell wasn't going to turn it on and, and make this a tight game at the end. 
Yeah, and, and Wags, I actually went back and listened to our preview podcast, so I'm not going to say how right we were, but folks, <laughs> just go back and listen to our preview podcast because we called our shot a little bit in this game. Um, I, I agree. Russell Wilson is that guy who, you know, all the fans around us are shouting, um, just stop him, just tackle him. And I'm sitting here thinking, and I know you were too, we're sitting here thinking, this is what this guy's done his entire career. Is he he makes magic happen. So that second half was vintage uh, uh, Russell Wilson. But uh, fortunately for us, we got the kind of game we thought we might see out of Aaron Rodgers, which we said it wasn't by, probably going to be a 400-yard, four-touchdown performance, but closer to a 200 and, you know, we, we predicted 275 yards, but, you know, he, he was in that range. He had a couple touchdowns, but where Aaron Rodgers came up so big, Wags, was those clutch plays. Um, he was able to convert third downs, which I know is something you've talked about all off or all season. Um, he was able to, to – um, get these third down possession plays. Jimmy Graham stepped up. Devontae Adams was an absolute monster. Um, so credit to Russell Wilson. Uh, however, it wasn't quite enough against this Packer offense and this Packer defense. Yeah, you've got to give the uh, both units a lot of credit. Uh, I don't want to diminish the start they were able to have to get up early in the game. That clearly made all the difference. It was kind of a weird second half, too, because yeah. in in the moment, um, and I think we said it, too, the the Seahawks, they, made, they clearly made some adjustments. Russell was playing terrific. I mean, we don't need to make this a Russell Wilson love fest, but it is what it is. That Seahawks offense was able to put together three consecutive drives to start the second half, and they were, like, long extended drives and they weren't doing anything on the ground but Russell was able to get and, and break contain a few times and, and get some yards that way and so the offense really didn't get that many opportunities it's not like the defense all of a sudden for the Seattle Seahawks started shutting down this Packers offense uh, you get into the fourth quarter and you look up and it's only the Packers third offensive possession of the entire second yeah. half so uh, you know that that played a key component i think getting that uh, uh early start and, and getting ahead and and not to jump ahead to next week because we'll do a preview episode of the 49ers but that's going to be something that's going to be a, a big key uh for how far this packer team can go if we can advance to the super bowl um or not uh, and, and certainly uh, that's something to build off of as we move forward man wags can you believe you just said if we can advance to the super bowl um well you know we we are very optimistic dane i think for the most part um and before the season we looked at the talent on the roster there was a clear upgrade so we talked as if that's the goal but uh, can i believe it no i i certainly (laughs) was hopeful that we would have an opportunity to be playing some really good football at the end of the year um i i would touch on one thing I think like many other fans, you and I have gotten frustrated at times with this team over the course of the year, but these last few weeks, even before the playoffs started, I think, you know, I I just don't understand, speaking of of sights and sounds, some of the uh, vocal frustration uh, from the fans, I think far majority, it was a very, very, very 
a minor minority, just a few people just yelling out some knuckleheaded stuff in the stadium. Yeah. Uh, and But, you know, folks, this is it. We have an opportunity to advance to the Super Bowl. There's no reason to get frustrated. Now we're playing with house money. This team has far exceeded, I think, everyone's expectations. So there's no reason. I mean, can we get disappointed if the Packers lose next week? Absolutely. But this team has, I think it's fair to say, so far exceeded what everyone thought they could do, um, you know, for this season. That just enjoy this. We've got some basically bonus football, and we do have an opportunity um, to advance and get to the Super Bowl. Uh, and it started with the defense and the offense coming up with a few key plays in that fourth quarter, and that's what we said. We knew it was going to be close, and, and, and that's what it came down to. Preston Smith made a huge sack, uh, so that, and among other players on the defensive side of the ball. But in that key moment, and then it's Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Jimmy Graham, each combining to come up with a couple of just big moments on that offensive possession to ice the game, and that was the difference uh, because it would have been interesting if Seattle would have gotten the ball back one more time. Legs, yeah, and, and I, I'm, I'm expecting that everybody who is listening to this podcast watched this game pretty darn closely yesterday. Um, so uh, we saw, I think, with our own eyes a lot of the, the, um, the uh, this game, of course. A couple key points. Uh, Shannon Sullivan, he recovered that fumble on the first drive for Seattle. I want to make that point very clear. Um, I don't understand how they can find – uh, extra, extra views, uh, from a camera during, uh, during review. That's something I've never heard of, uh, as we're looking into the fourth quarter. Um, but, but bigger than all of that, I think that final drive leg, um, after a year of, um, outside talk and chatter, the national media, people trying to pile on Aaron Rodgers, Wags, we were on the 40-yard line on the Packers' side of the field where Devontae Adams made that catch uh, on the final drive. It's third down, third and long. The stadium was uneasy, to say the least. Seattle had the momentum. And I'm sure it translated at home as well, but at Lambeau, there was an uneasy energy. When Aaron Rodgers lets go of that football, I don't know if another guy right now puts it where he needed to put it like that. He just put it on an absolute dime, splashed it in. And I'm not going to say uh, – I, I, I don't think it's too much for me to say I've never seen a better pass in person in my life. In that moment, for Rodgers to stand in there and make that throw, it was courageous. And for Devontae, the route running that he did all game, but on that play in particular – was just it was master class and I just want to give them credit because yes this is a Packer podcast and that was just a truly special moment and did you think that was as special as I did? Uh you couldn't have said it any better, Dane, and only using some after the effect information, I'm just gonna to add to that. It turned out that was an audible. Um and we laughed and laughed before the season and all that nonsense and we didn't even talk about uh, you know, everybody was getting, you know, worked up over can Aaron Rodgers audible, and it was just complete nonsense. Uh, but I just love the fact that that was actually an audible, and, and Coach LaFleur said he didn't even recognize that Aaron and Devontae had audible at the line of scrimmage until he saw 
uh, Adams running the route towards him, and he realized mid-play that there had been an audible. I mean, that's just incredible, though. I mean, and, and you're absolutely right. That pass was incredible. Give Devontae a ton of credit, too. Uh, the release that he had at the line of scrimmage, I went back and, and watched that replay several times. Uh, there's very few receivers in this game that would have been able to make that double move at the line of scrimmage and get free without even getting touched by the cornerback and getting around. And even so, I, I thought the Seahawks had some fairly good coverage and that over-the-shoulder catch in those conditions at that moment, that is not easy, and Devontae made it look very easy. So you've got to give both of those guys a world of credit. That was just incredible, um, and I, I couldn't agree more. Let's give Jimmy Graham a, a little cre- bit of credit, too, yeah. because the yeah. game wasn't over at that moment. Uh, it turned out that they did need to convert one more third down, and that was not an easy catch. Um, and this is, again, in the moment uh, from our vantage point, it looked like a really good catch, and Jimmy kind of was stumbling to try to get forward. But I watched that replay a few times, too, and to see him go down and catch the ball, and Aaron saying after the game that uh, he had to throw that ball sooner than he wanted to. And so he released the ball. Everything's so timing-based. So uh, Jimmy doesn't have his head turned. It's not because he's not, you know, wanting to be aware of and, and catch the ball. You, you don't want to show the defenders what you're out you're running and, and where you're going to turn too soon. He turns his head and the ball's halfway to him, and he's got to go down to the ground and keep his feet and catch the ball and keep moving forward. Folks, again, not an easy thing to do for him to catch that ball and keep his feet and fall forward for a few extra critical yards. Um, man, you've just, uh, and Jimmy's been taken, he's taken a, a beating and I think at times deservedly so uh, from uh, Packer fans and, and ourselves included, but he had an, an incredible game yesterday. And in that moment, um, uh, really, really came through. So you've got to give him a ton of credit and, and for Aaron for standing in there and holding on to that ball as long as he possibly could to give Jimmy a chance to turn around and catch the football. Man, this is so fun. I, I was thinking all day, that's what I was thinking about, right? With this game and some of these big moments. We, we got, we got everything we asked for and more from this team. And it's just exciting to know that there's more Packer football. Uh, in January, and we're just 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl at this point. Um, Wags, are there any other points in the game that you want to touch upon, or, or do you want to get to the big cheese players of the game? No, I think I think we've said it all. I mean, th- those were clearly, you know, the moments that uh, really stand out in terms of what swung this game towards the Packers instead of giving the Eagles an opportunity. I, I do think it was interesting. We were talking in the moment if that, uh, you know, uh, first down had been overturned for Jimmy Graham, do they go for it? Well, Coach LaFleur said after the game they would have gone for it. Uh, so um, I'm glad that we didn't have to. Um, but you know what? Um, it, they were able to seal the, the win. I, I, I think we would have made it. I mean, we're talking like they would have had – you know, the nose of the football uh, that they would have needed to get. Uh, we saw Aaron Rodgers do a, a very rare quarterback sneak. 
uh, earlier in the game. So uh, I, I don't have any reason to think that they wouldn't have been able to lean forward for that first down. So, um, but in any event, yeah, I think let's get to the cheese head players of the the game, Dane, and and I'll let you lead it off. I mean, I'm going to go with the obvious one. I've already been raving about him. Aaron Rodgers, just an unbelievable performance. My favorite player that's ever played the game, and he showed up in a big moment with some just unbelievably key uh, passes. It's an obvious choice, uh, and I think there's another obvious choice there, but I'm going to go with Rodgers because it was a game that we needed. It was a game that felt really good after some of the challenges this offense has had. So uh, my number one for sure is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I think the other obvious choice is we can just both say it is Devontae Adams. Yep. Um, you know, what a performance and in a key moment. It, it's, it's, uh, it, for him to, you know, um, he was just open all day and some of the, the big catches that he had, um, most of his catches were going for first downs. And so, uh, you know, that the, the touchdowns that he had, we, we touched on the big catch in that last drive, but he had a couple of touchdowns that were huge uh, early in the game, certainly. Um, and uh, for him to come up with a franchise record um, in the playoff receiving yards, I, I didn't realize that he was that close or that he was going to get that. Uh, Dane, I, I, I'm a little surprised, actually. I thought that the Packers, not to take anything away from Devontae's accomplishment, significant. Um, I am a little surprised that Packers haven't had a receiver that's gone for over 160 yards in a playoff game. But nonetheless, Devontae now owns that uh, record for the franchise. So congratulations to him. Um, and, Dane, I'll let you uh, then swing over. I think there's a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball that definitely deserve some mention as well. Definitely. And, and I will say uh, a guy who just deserves a shout-out uh, is uh, is uh, Valdir at the right tackle position. Uh, we we learned a story, uh, a funny story that uh, uh, he you know he had retired, and the first game of the year, the Packers versus uh, the Bears, uh, Valdir was actually in the stands as a fan watching that game, and it sounds like Rogers was giving him a hard time about that in the huddle. Uh, during the game yesterday, which is, is just phenomenal. So Ablaga unable to go, the, the flu just like ran through this team. And uh, for Valdir to be able to step up, he said that he found out that he's going to be playing football uh, starting at the, the right tackle position just uh, through the reports uh, from the media. So uh, incredible by him as well, uh, and I thought he just deserved a shout-out. Um, but Weggs then flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, um, you know who I'm going to go with? Uh, the guy that we highlighted that we thought might need a, a, a big game, uh, a guy who had an injury and, and was uh, questionable uh, for, for a bit of this, uh, was uh, Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark came up with a back injury, um, you know, leading into this week, and then I thought he had a phenomenal performance, a uh, couple tackles, was disruptive in the pocket. It's Almost impossible to chase Russell Wilson down. He's a big man, still got a sack on Russell Wilson. Uh, but a big reason that the, the Seahawks weren't able to get more, uh, I thought, was because they couldn't really get that run game going with the running backs. And that's a uh, it's a credit to the whole defensive line. But Wags, Kenny Clark was just an absolute monster in the middle of the defense. Yeah, that's a really good selection, Dane. And um, I'm going to 
but you know, there's so many guys that we could give shout outs to as well. Uh, but I, I'm just going to go ahead and actually I'm going to make this a combo. Uh, both Zadarius and Preston, I thought, uh, you know, both of them each got two sacks. And I mean, listen, if there's anybody besides Russell Wilson, uh, back there in the pocket yesterday, I think the Packers may have had double digit sacks. Uh, they were just dominating that Seahawks offensive line. Um, and Russell was just doing, you know, Russell stuff. So, um, <laughs> I just laughed at Preston's quote after the game. He said that trying to run down Russell Wilson was like trying to catch a chicken that's not in a fenced in, uh, yard. I mean, <laughs> it's like so true. I mean, he just ducks around everything and, but yet the, both of those guys were able to come up with some really key plays. I thought both of them contributed really well in the run game as well. And, um, and then certainly Preston coming up with that, uh, big sack uh, on that last Seahawks possession. So, um, I just want to give special kudos to them. And, and really there's, a, there's other guys on this defense that, that really could get a, a ton of credit. Um, so I, I don't want to, uh, shortchange anyone, but, um, we're not going to, uh, uh, name everyone on the team. There's a big cheese of the week for a reason. So um, those would be uh, – that's my nomination. I'm going to make it a combo of the Smiths. And, um, you know, uh, huge, huge weekend for uh, Goody once again, <laughs> uh, for sure, I think, uh, with, with what we've seen from some of the impact players out on that field. Well, and Wags, yeah, speaking of Goody, I mean, even Tyler Irvin – getting mixed in with the offense yet again. He had two touches for 25 yards. Just remarkable for a guy who wasn't on a roster partway through the year. For uh, for him to come in and step up, I thought was remarkable. And, and speaking of special teams, uh, we're giving big cheese to special teams players. Jake Kumaro was an animal yesterday uh, as a gunner. He was an animal uh, on kickoff coverage. I just thought he played really good football as well. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought in the special teams to this because um, I couldn't agree more in person. Uh, I think both of us just turned to each other and said, oh, my gosh, you see Kumaro flying down the field like a bullet. And we've had some really good special teams players. And I know everyone, it's all heart and hustle when it comes to special teams coverage. But uh, he actually stood out amongst uh, all the guys that they had out there. Uh, completely agree. And although not a special teams play, uh, since you mentioned Kumaro and we've got him on the board here, uh, how about a little uh, shout out to that first half touchdown run uh, that Aaron Jones got? It was Kumaro going in motion and actually delivering a seal block against Davian Clowney one on one. Uh, that helped create that huge hole that Aaron Jones was able to go through. We had a perfect angle uh, to be able to see it from our vantage point. So I hope everyone uh, on TV, um, they, I'm sure they highlighted that. I haven't had a chance to go back and, and watch the uh, TV telecast. But, um, I, I mean, Kumo made his impact felt uh, in multiple areas of this game. Yep, couldn't agree more. Uh, just a, a great standout performance there. And uh, as you said, Wags, you know, we're going to have to turn this thing around now, and we're going to do a preview podcast later this week uh, talking about the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to be making that trip back out to California. It's been a, a tough slog going out west so far this year. Uh, we've had a hard time in San Fran Wags, but I'll tell you what, no time like the present to uh, make up for every loss we've ever had out there. 
Yeah, and again, folks, I touched on it earlier, but just enjoy this, all right? I mean, um, if this was the third game of the year, um, uh, you know, if there was some struggles or some things that you're looking at big picture, it's one thing to be frustrated then because you're just hoping that the team can get to the position to have an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? We're here, okay? So we don't need to get mad about the little things anymore. Let's just go out there and enjoy it and hope this team, and I really think they will. I, I mean, um, and we'll talk about it some more, like you said, but I really think this team is going to go out and give a maximum and really good effort next week, and, and I fully expect that that's going to be a very, very close game, uh, and it's not going to be anything like that first outing. There's a different feeling with this team than in past years, I think. And and I don't know if you feel the same way, Wags, but this team has a different mentality maybe. There's there's a different energy about this team. These guys seem to love playing together. They love winning together. Um there's there's a focus here. There's a there's a some guys that are loud, uh but there's also this very quiet confidence about this team that um, they're defining who they are and it's just been a really magical season and sometimes you don't know when something's special until it's over. Uh, I think that we can both agree that there's something special about this team right now. Yeah, Um, and this is only Aaron Rodgers' fourth NFC Championship game if I'm not mistaken in his career, so you know even with some of the great offensive uh, teams that we've had in years past, that you might say, well, we've had some better offensive teams. Well, guess what? We have had some pretty bad defensive teams too. And this is a complete football team right now. And I'm going to give them as much of a chance as anyone uh, to be the one standing up uh, at the end of the day. So um, that's all. I, I'll get off my soapbox now, folks, but I just really – uh, you know, I, I, I can be, you know, get as frustrated as the next guy, but, uh, we are here. Uh, this is what you want at the end of the season just to have this opportunity and we have it. So just enjoy it and, uh, we'll be back uh, later in the week to talk about the 49ers some more. Yeah, so like our social media. I mean, go to our Instagram, Lombardi's Legends, our Twitter, our Facebook, uh, follow us. Like us, download our podcast, tell your friends, share it with, uh, with your friends, and, and please rate us, comment, uh, do everything you can here. Uh, this is the, it's go time, and we're just having a great time, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, um, and, and, and send us your questions, comments, feelings after this week, what you're looking for next week. Uh, we'll definitely try to include all of that in the next podcast it's going to be a longer one um this week we're i think dane and i are just both really gassed uh after uh being up in that uh in green bay and the long drive back uh and working today so um you know i know that uh some of you really like uh, when we go deep and in, in, in that analysis um so we're keeping a little bit shorter in terms of the recap this week um but uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive i, I think uh, when we are looking at this preview of the 49ers because uh, uh, just like the team, 
we don't have a lot of opportunities to get to talk about uh, what what it's going to take to win an AFC championship game uh, and what we're looking for as fans. So um, I'm really excited, and I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying this ride as much as we are. You better be. It doesn't happen every day. Um, so, Wags, you want to wrap this thing up? Absolutely. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.